To our deaconesses, to our mothers, and good morning to my brothers and sisters in Christ. Good morning. I'm going to read Psalms 100 to get us started. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So that is our call to worship. So um, an order of worship will be, um, we'll have intercessory prayer by our own mother, Kevin. And then we'll have a song of preparation. Then our devotional reading and opening prayer of our own sister Vicki. And then Pastor, our, the angel of this house, Pastor Kimberly Black, will come and do our pastoral observation. And then we'll have our praise and worship where we're going to stomp our feet, clap our hands, and throw our heads back and shout hallelujah. And then Pastor also will give our spoken, uh, God's spoken word. And we'll have a blessed time in the Lord. Thank you. Amen. Bow your heads with me, please. Father God, we come before you, Lord God. Humble, Lord God. Before you, Lord God, you are all wise, all knowing. And God, we thank you this morning. We give you all the praise, all the glory, all the honor, for it all belongs to you. For you are our king. You are the lover of our souls, Lord God. We thank you for allowing us to be here once more again in the house of Lord to give you praise, to give you worship, to honor you, Lord God. We come before a full faucet, Lord God, empty, Lord God, waiting on you, Lord God, to send your Holy Spirit, Lord God, and fill us and lead us and guide us, Lord God. Thank you for this morning waking up, Lord God. Thank you for allowing us to come into the house once more and again, Lord God. Father, some are on their way. Bless their traveling, Lord God. Some had a desire to get here this morning but couldn't make it, Lord God. Bless them at home, Lord God, as they listen. Oh, thank you, Lord, for this day. For this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad. We will magnify the Lord. Oh, we will lift up our holy hands, Lord God. We will clap our hands, Lord God. Oh, God, we give you thanks today, Lord. Thank you for our pastor, Lord God. Pastor Black, thank you, Lord God. Bless her today, Lord, as she brings the word. Touch her heart, our mind, and our soul, Lord God. Touch our ears that we might hear, our heart that we might receive it, and our minds, Lord God, that we might retain it, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God. 
We thank you, Lord God. We give you all the praise, all the glory, and all the honor. We pray for our mothers this morning. We pray for Deacon Quinn, and we pray for the brothers, Lord God. We pray for the elders, the associate minister, the minister of music. We pray for uh, the ones that run the uh, block talk so that others can hear, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God. We bless your name, Lord God. We lift you up this morning, Lord God. We give you praise and honor, Lord God. We worship you. We adore you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God. For you are worthy. You are worthy to be praised, Lord God. From the going down of the sun and the going of the sun and the going down of the same, Lord God. We give you praise this morning, Lord God. We welcome you into our sanctuary, Lord God. We welcome you, Lord God. Have free reign, Lord God. Pour your spirit out on us, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God. We pray for all of our families, Lord God. We pray for our children and our grandchildren and our great-grandchildren, Lord God. Thank you this morning, Lord God, for blessing us and keeping us, Lord God. All night long we slept and slept. And then you touched us this morning with your finger of love. So we give you all the praise, all the glory. We thank you, Lord God, for the word that will come forth, Lord God. Bless the word of God. Bless the woman of God. Oh, God, we just bless you, Lord God. We can look high and we can search low, but we can't find nobody like the Lord. Oh, God, what would we do without the Lord? What would we do without the Lord in our lives, Lord God? Nothing, Lord God, for nothing, Lord God. But with you, Lord God, all things are possible, Lord God. So we give you praise. We give you honor. We give you glory. We give you thanks. We offer you a hallelujah praise this morning, Lord God. We offer you a hallelujah praise this morning, Lord God. We praise you, Lord God. Oh, God, we thank you. And we worship you. In Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah. And thank God. Thank you. 
chapter, verses 23 to 27. Mark chapter 2, verses 23 to 27. And it reads, And it came to pass that he went through the cornfield on the Sabbath day, and his disciples began as they went to pluck the ears of corn. And the Pharisees said unto him, Behold, why do they on the Sabbath day that which is not lawful 
And he said unto them, Have ye never read what David did? When he had need and was hungered, he and they that were with him, and how he went unto the house of God in the days the high priest and did eat the shoe bread, which is not lawful to eat before the priest, and gave also to them which we were with him. And he said unto them, The Sabbath day was made for man, and not man for the Sabbath. May the Lord add a blessing to the readers, hearers, endures of his word. May we bow our heads for prayer. Good morning, Father God, Son and Holy Ghost. We thank you for the day. We thank you for this beautiful weather. We thank you for all the blessings that you have bestowed upon us. Hallelujah. It's the highest praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you for our pastor. And the gifts in this house, let us store up the gifts. Thank you, Lord, for the ministerial staff that's here, that's coming. Thank you for Elder Farmer, Pastor Miniweather, Pastor Sherelle, Bishop Brown. Let us serve the gifts. The gifts are here, Father God. We just thank you. We owe you another praise, Brother God. You're King of King and Lord of Lords. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Peace be God. Give my praise on. Thank you, God. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your blood. Thank you for your son, Jesus, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you for equipping the saints. Let us serve the gifts. We thank you in advance for the for the, uh, the ministers that are coming. And thank you for the musicians that are coming. Thank you in advance, Father God, the piano players, the organists, the drummers, the guitar, the trumpet players. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you for your words. Thank you for this beautiful weather. And we ask that you lift up the sick and shut in. You said, Lord, in your words, with our with with your stripes we are healed, Father God. We claim healing in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We claim it. Thank you, Father God. Thank you for the lost. And we pray for the lost. We thank you for those who are struggling with addiction, mental illness, depression. Find that devil, Lord. Thank you, Father God. We just bless them, Lord. And Lord, we ask that you bless our leaders, bless our city, our state, our nation. Touch down on the White House, Father God. Bless the White House, Lord. Get those evil spirits out of there, Father God. We just bless, bless the White House, Lord. Just touch it in Jesus' name. And we just ask that you bless the body, this body of Christ. Our mothers, our fathers, our deacons, our ushers, our praise team. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for everybody, all our ministerial staff. And we just ask that you trust the children of the world, Lord. Keep them safe. Put your world of protection around them, Lord. Thank you, Father God. Thank you for all your many blessings. Thank you for all you've done. In Jesus' name. This I ask in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Come on and give the Lord a praise. Come on, give him a thunderous praise. Hallelujah. 
Yes, 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 yes. What an honor, what a privilege it is to be able to worship and be in the presence of the Lord. Amen. I rise to give us our pastoral observation, but I want to take out a moment to welcome our guests that are here in the house and any guests that we have joining us on the blog talk. Um, if you are on blog talk and you are worshiping us with us for the first time, we would like to give you the opportunity to greet the church family and for us to be able to celebrate the Lord for you worshiping with us here on today. So if you are on the line and this is your first time calling in, press 1. We can bring you on live and then you can say hello and greet the church family if there's one. While we're waiting on that to happen, we do want to recognize we do have guests in the house with us on today. Amen. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Yes, we get excited when we have guests in the house. So, Brother Willie, I don't have your last name, but would you like to stand and uh, greet the church family? Amen, amen. And you are the guest of, amen, Elder Dante, amen. Well, we truly welcome you to the Greater St. Stephen Mission Baptist Church family. We hope and pray that something is said, something is um, done in this worship experience that will intensify your love relationship with the Lord and cause you to grow deeper in love with his word and his people as you continue to serve the Lord with greatness, amen, and the spirit of excellence. So we want to say on behalf of myself, Pastor Kimberly K. Black and the Greater St. Stephen's Church family, thank you for, hallelujah, thank you for popping in, amen. Do we have anybody on the line? Amen. Um, we uh, are getting ready for, I want to say, let me, before I do this, Deaconess Faith, please come forward. Amen. I'm going to let her do this, and then I will do what I'm going to do. But I'm going to ask Deaconess Cassandra Faye Robinson to please come forward at this time. Come on and give her some love. celebrated our 39th church anniversary. And I I didn't bring what I had written down, but I'm going to speak from my heart this morning. We had, a, like I said, I had an awesome time celebrating our 39th church anniversary, and I would like to thank various ones that uh, helped make this anniversary possible, which most of not here today, but Elder Former, yes. uh, Sister Tanya, mm -hmm. Sister Janetta, and uh, Sister Kamisha, mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, I can't remember the others right now. Oh, Sister May, Sister May, mm -hmm. in helping putting this uh, anniversary together. We, it was it was awesome, and Dr. Wheeler brought a beautiful, beautiful message. Yeah. Yeah beautiful message and I really enjoyed what he uh, brought forth and we just thank God for being in the midst 
he was here already waiting on us when we came in. Because God is an on-time God. He's never late. We are, but he's not. And so I just give God the glory and all honor. And I look so forward to next year celebrating our 40th. Our 40th. Amen. So prayerfully, we'll be more prepared for next year. We'll start early and have everything decent and in order. So I give God the glory. Amen. Amen, amen. Our church anniversary chair lady has spoken. Amen. She said, she, y'all get ready because the 40th is on its way, and she's going to start early. Amen. I like that. She just stepped up. I didn't even have to ask her to do 40. She just stepped on up to the place. That's what I'm talking about. Amen. So we truly did have an awesome, good time, and we were blessed abundantly. Um, a couple of Sundays ago, I said that I would pay to have Brother George's yard cleaned up. Y'all remember when I said that? And um, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was some stuff rumbling in the atmosphere is all I'm going to say. But Brother Farrell and Brother Ivory Mays Sr. were here cleaning up the yard, our yard. And then they began to... That trees, that all the trees that was hanging on the fence was on their property. They not only cleaned up off of our fence, but they cleaned up the front of their house on our side. Saturday while we were in the yard, George came over and handed me an envelope. I looked in the envelope and there was a check for $250. We don't know how God gonna bless us. We we say we put notes on people's cars and ask them to be kind to us so that we can park when we get here. So we got to show show kindness. We wasn't expecting nothing back. We wanted our yard clean, but it helped them out. Amen. Because I know they would not have been able to get what happened done for two fifty. Them big old apples no hauling away too. Mm mm. But it was a blessing to be a blessing. And then they turned around and blessed us. So the other thing that happened by us being in the yard and being loving and being kind and receiving guests and, and nobody being a stranger, you know, we, we were showing love and we was being real. Sister Hart had invited her neighbor to come down. She came and I talked to her. But she didn't tell me she was your neighbor. She just said, I live in the area, and I drive by here all the time, and I come by here. And she said, this is such a wonderful thing that you are doing. I'm just really impressed with what's taking place here. And I said, I'm grateful to God that we're able to do this for the community. It's not for us. It's for the community, even though we're celebrating our church anniversary. So Sister Hart came to church on Sunday, and Sister Hart uh, called later on Sunday night to tell us that her neighbor wrote us a check for $500. Come on, hallelujah. When we do the Lord's work and take care of the Lord's business, he'll take care of our business. Amen? 
And so I'm just, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm, I'm ready to do something next fourth Sunday, you know, uh, out in the yard before the weather turns bad. Amen. I'm ready to do something again so I will get with Elder Farmer and Sister Tanya and see what we can cook up, amen, to do out in the yard, amen. Elder Johnny is, is ready. He's a bunch, He said, cuz, whenever you need me, call. He's ready. And so we want to continue to be a blessing because I'm saying it and I'm going to keep saying it. A church without a community and a community without a church is, and we're not living, we don't have time. Dr. Wheeler said, what are you going to do at such a time as this? Are we going to miss the opportunity to witness and to evangelize and show the love of God? Are we going to miss that opportunity? What are you going to do in such a time as this? That was the message from Dr. Wheeler on last Sunday from the book of Esther. And it was powerful. And he says that he loved him from greater things Jesus. Amen. So he, he will be coming back, and we're excited that he's coming back. I want to let our women know that on September 22nd, 23rd, and 24th, we are going to the St. Paul Mission of Baptist Church 4th Annual Women's Conference. Come on, put your hands together. We have been working with St. Paul for the last four years, and this is a collaboration between the churches. And so some of us are on program Friday, some of us are on Saturday, and some of us are on Sunday. And we have T-shirts that we will be wearing. So there are 10 spots that will be paid. All you have to do is show up Friday night. So there's 10, ma'am. You need to give your name to Mother Kimmin so that if I go over the 10, I will know what to pay. But we definitely want to have all of our women in the house for this conference. It's women under construction. And you know that, that we can't do nothing without the work of the Holy Ghost. And so that is that, that weekend, the 22nd, 23rd, 24th, all you have to do is show up. They will be putting together baskets. And so if you want to help, let me know. I'll let you know the date and time they're going to be putting together the baskets. Because I'll be out there Friday, Saturday, and Sunday because this is a co- um, collaboration between the two churches. Amen. Um, a lot of a lot of what you see came from a vision that um, Pastor uh, the Lord gave Lady Brown, and as we began to work together, the Lord began to unfold more things for us to do at this event. And so, I want to encourage all of our women: please sign up so that you can be present. It's you ain't got to pay for no hotel room. You don't have to pay for an airfare. If I was doing full gospel and we were doing a conference, we'd have to what? Get airfare, get get room. And I know y'all, I need a new dress. I'm going out of town. I need a new suit. I'm going, but you don't have to do all that. They're giving us a T-shirt to wear on Saturday. They ask that we wear blue on Sunday. So we, we, we in the house, amen? We're in the house. So we want to be unified and work together with the St. Paul family. I will be doing a workshop 
um, a workshop on Saturday, and Pastor Deborah Kimbrell uh, will be doing a workshop, and their guest speaker is coming from Texas. And you will also have the opportunity to hear her on Blog Talk on the, the first Sunday of September. Um, let me see. There was one more announcement I needed to make. All right, I think that's it, Amen. Did I miss anything? Let's continue to pray for Mother Mays, Mother Gloria, amen. It's good to see you back home, Brother Farrell. He, last week he was in Texas, and he's here now, so we're grateful for God. Uh, we still have work to do. There's still items next door to give away. Uh, we were blessed with a donation of socks, so we might want to try to get downtown and give, give out the socks and um, make make good use of what was donated to us. Amen. All right, it's praise and worship time. Are you ready to praise the Lord? Are you ready to magnify the Lord? A couple of months ago when we got off our fa- well we got off our fast, I met with Elder Farmer and I met with Elder Miniweather. And I asked them to be prepared to share what the Lord had given to them regarding our next move in the ministry. And so Elder Farmer will be bringing our message on today. Uh, We're going to do praise and worship. We'll have our altar call. And after the altar call, the next voice you hear will be that of our very own Elder Dante Farmer, the associate pastor of the Greater St. Stephen Missionary Baptist Church. So we want to be ready to receive what the Lord has for him. But I do want to say this about our Sunday school lesson for today. Nehemiah expected the children of Israel to honor the Sabbath day. The Sabbath day had been set apart and sanctified to be the Lord's day. So when we don't gather together in the houses of worship, because Hebrews 10 and 25 says, forsake not the assembly of the saints. When we don't do Hebrews 10, 25 on the Sabbath day, we are being disobedient. Oh, somebody need to talk to me up in here. We are are walking in a spirit of rebelliousness. The children of Israel, that that was their mindset. They were disobedient, they were rebellious, and they sinned against God, but they expected God to open up the windows of heaven and bless them. Now, ain't that something wrong with that picture? Mama didn't reward you when you didn't do your chores, did she? Uh -uh. Uh-uh, you got on punishment. Or you got a spanking, you got a tongue lashing, you got something, but you didn't get no blessing because you weren't obedient. So what I want to say to us today, as we are moving in the next level of ministry, let us not forsake ourselves to gather together in the place of worship on the Lord's day. Now, every day is the Lord's day. But this day has been set aside for us to come together to get filled up, to get restored, to get renewed, to get revived. 
so that we can hear the men and women of God speak the word over us. The Bible says, hearing, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing cometh by the word of God. And how can they hear except there be a preacher? That's the word. You can read it all day long, and that's good. But, but when the preacher stands forth to proclaim the word of God, your faith is increased. Your hope is renewed. Amen. God gives you strength and power. Come on, let's stand to our feet. As we prepare for praise and worship, we're going to worship the Lord. Minister Lee is going to lead us in a, a song of worship and a praise, and we're going to uh, have our altar call, and then the next voice you hear will be the son of the house, Elder Dante Farmer. Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. 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 Oh, 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 oh,
And so we're coming because we need the Lord to speak to us and to give us clarity and understanding for what the next level of ministry is. Not only for greater St. Stephen's, but for you. God ain't done with you yet. What are you going to do in such a time as this? Remember how old Moses was. Remember how old Abraham was. We ain't that old yet. So God still can use us. Let us pray. Father, we glorify you. We magnify you and we exalt you. We thank you for being a just God, a loving God, a merciful God. And as we come together at this altar, Father, just like the people in Ezra's time and just like the people in Nehemiah's time, God, give us clarity of your word. Give us understanding of your word, God. Help us to see ourselves in the word, God. When the word comes forth, oh God, if it comes and it convicts our hearts, let us repent right then and there. Let us repent, oh God. Let us repent, oh God. And then let us leave from our seat, oh God, never to return to that place that we repented from. When your word comes forth and it pricks our heart and our mind, God, let us run and be doers of your word, not just hearers. Give us clarity of your word today, oh God. Give us an understanding of your word today, oh God, that when the word of God comes and it is preached, when I get home, I can recite it, God. I can repeat it, God, because it's something about repetition, Father. I can remember songs from 1970 recorded by Earth, Wind, and Fire by Tucker Cobb, but I struggle to remember the word of God. Touch my mind today, God. Touch our mind today, God. Help us to remember your word. Help us to repeat your word in our heart. Help us to hide your word in our heart that we might not sin against you. God, we thank you for one more chance. We thank you for one more opportunity to come before you, O oh God, and to hear your word. The Bible says hearing. Faith cometh by hearing. Hearing cometh by the word of God. So bless the preacher today as he stands to proclaim your word. Take him deep down into the hidden treasures of your word. Bring forth a revelation, O oh God, that he didn't even see as he was studying as he was preparing, reveal to the man of God what we need to hear right now. Thank you for the word. Thank you for the speaker, your preacher. We give you praise. We give you glory and honor. Come on and clap your hands and give God praise. As you return to your seat, clap your hands with the spirit of expectation. Because God is getting ready to speak to us like he has spoke before. Hallelujah. 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 Today is the day that the Lord has made, and I will rejoice and be glad in it. Brother St. Stephen, it is good to be home. Yes. Um, go before our Father right now. Oh, Heavenly Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, uh, thank you for allowing me to rise and to witness your glory this day, oh, Heavenly Father. 
Oh, Heavenly Father, I thank you for allowing me to rise just to witness your glory. Oh, Heavenly Father, I ask right now that you open up the eyes of my heart, Lord, that I may see wondrous things. Oh, Heavenly Father, may you reveal to me, oh, Heavenly Father, the word that you have already placed inside of me, oh, Heavenly Father. May you bring clarity, oh, Heavenly Father, that it may be spoken plain and simple, oh, Heavenly Father, for the saints to hear, that they may be edified, oh, Heavenly Father. May you bless this message, for this word, message and word is not mine, but it comes from you, O Heavenly Father. Help your servant to be humble and be diligent, O Heavenly Father, but to help me proclaim your word with all boldness, O Heavenly Father, and gladness, not to be ashamed. And we thank you, O Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So today's text is coming from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 9. Verses 35 through 38. Uh, today's message, coming from verse 36, is rebuilding the harvest through compassion. Rebuilding the harvest through compassion. And that is coming from the Gospel of Matthew. Chapter 9, verses 35 through 38. Starting with verse 35. And Jesus went throughout all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction. Verse 36. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Numbers 27, verse 17 says, Who shall go out before them and come in before them? Who shall lead them out and bring them in, that the congregation of the Lord may not be as a sheep that have no shepherd? 1 Kings 22, 17 and he said, I saw all Israel scattered on the mountains as sheep that have no shepherd. And the Lord said, these have no master. Let each return to his own peace. Ezekiel 34, verse 5. So they were scattered because there was no shepherd, and they became food for all the wild beasts. My sheep were scattered. So, brief story about the Gospel of Matthew. So, the Gospel of Matthew was written for the Jews in order for them to understand who Jesus was as their Lord and King. And so, this was written for them to understand that all the way coming from Adam, all the way coming from Noah, coming from Shem, coming from Eber, all the way going to Boaz, to David, and all the way to Mary, the mother of Jesus. The gospel was written in order for the people to understand that the word that they were waiting for all these years, that hope, that faith, was in Jesus Christ. And he wanted them to understand and not be misled of who the Lord and Savior was. And so here it is with this message is talking about the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Yeah. 
And so here it is. Jesus went around all through Galilee, all the synagogues and all the temples teaching and preaching about the kingdom of heaven is at hand, healing every disease, healing every affliction. But there's some things about the harvest that we as believers have to understand. So I'm making some points that the Lord has showed to me. The first point is prayer. Knowing what to pray for, knowing how to pray. Because we don't know when we go into that harvest what to expect. But what we do know is to be obedient to the call, and that's to go out and to proclaim the gospel. Greater St. Stephen's Missionary Baptist Church has a commandment from God to go out into the world to proclaim the gospel. And we do that by way of many different missionary efforts that God has called and appointed and guides the pastor with guidance and wisdom and understanding in order to delegate to make sure that assisting the pastor, we can go out into the harvest. We pray for many things. We pray for spiritual healing. We pray for protection. We pray not to be hindered. We pray for the right team. We pray for the right word to be given. And just like with King David, sometimes we can't put on the same armor that our leader and pastor has. But God has already assigned for us what it is that he needs for us in order for us to go out and to build out, to build up the kingdom, to go out and to go out into the community to bring them in through the word. We have one commandment that he's given us, to love our neighbor as we love thyself. By us loving ourselves, we love God because we were created in his image. So when we go out, we see what he created. So we don't look at him through the eyes of the world, but we look at him through the eyes of Christ. What we accomplished here last Saturday was not for us, but we honored and glorified God. I, I know it's probably been about a year or so now, and I remember the pictures that Pastor had, had showed that she had took when the sun rise and the, the rays was, was, was beaming off of the top of the church, and we seen the angels. We ain't confused about what we saw. We seen the angels protecting God's house. The church is the agent to go out into the world. And so this is what Jesus was letting his Disciples know about going into the harvest. Also, another point that I've seen with this going into the harvest was faith and work. So not only do we pray about going out, we pray about what are we going out for, and we pray over those needs to be met, just like when God placed it in Nehemiah's heart to go back and to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem, the walls of peace. He's seeing that it was... Uh, Sheep without a shepherd. God is the one that provides all the gifts that we need. There's some that have been in the harvest a long time, waiting on God being still, waiting for other laborers to come and join them. Because on the other side of that harvest, we don't know what to expect. We don't know what waits on that other side. But we have to wait on God because when we are all in accord with his work, as he said, when two or three are gathered, there he is in the midst of us. And so we remember when 
he was with David and he was going out on his missionary campaign and how sometimes he told him, no, don't do it this way. Do it that way. Sometimes we can't do the same thing twice. The enemy, just like we prepare to go out, the enemy prepares to when we go out for him. And so just like with Joshua and Caleb, they had a heart for God to go out no matter how tall, how big, no matter what the obstacles looked like before the enemy, they came back with a favorable response before the people. They didn't want to discourage the people. Just like with David, when he seen that Goliath, you know what I mean, was taunting God's army. But in his heart, he knew, I didn't deal with lions and thieves. I'm not worried about no Goliath. What y'all worried about Goliath for? Y'all looking at me like I'm the youngest, like I'm the crazy one. But I, I didn't deal with these before because God has always been there. Yeah, yeah. Another thing is team and community about going into the harmony. Right. We need the right team. Because not everybody has the same position, even though we had the same assignment. My job as elder is to assist the pastor. Her job as pastor is to lead me. Always be a student. The better the student, the better you can teach. We follow the examples that have already been came before us, and we stay humble. As mighty as the Apostle Paul was, he understood authority. Even our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ understood authority. He was obedient even to the point to death on the cross. But he sits and reigns at the right hand of God. For all of us that call upon him because we believe, because we heard that word, and in that word the Spirit stirred up something in our hearts to know that we've fallen short. Because without Jesus, we would still be lost. The fact that Jesus came and dealt with sin, we are not lost being that we know what the truth is. But if it was not for God sending his son, all of us would still be lost in our sin because there would be no way out because we would still be held captive under the restrictions of the law. But through faith, we uphold the commandments of the law by loving our neighbors as we love ourselves. The fourth point of this I want to make is compassion, which brings us back to when Jesus went out and he saw the crowd, he had compassion. Compassion, love, that term agape, not just an emotion, but an action. He had compassion because he seen that they were being mistreated, misused, abused, underappreciated, undervalued. But Jesus, he says in verse 37, he then said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the labors are few. I had a luncheon with a good pastor of mine, Pastor Hicks from Emmanuel Temple Church, and we were just talking, and he was like, so what you been up to? I know you got a lot going on. I said, staying busy. He's like, staying busy or staying productive? I said, staying productive. There's a difference between staying busy and staying productive. God gave me this message 14 years ago about the harvest. 
just like Paul in the penitentiary in a dark place. But he put it into my heart about going into the harvest. Now, I've been in the harvest for a long time, but didn't understand what my purpose in the harvest was. And so going through the harvest, we understand a lot of things about, you know, self-control. We understand things about, as a farmer, sometimes in that harvest, you have your weeds. But he says, don't tear them down. He says, let the weeds and the wheat grow up together, and at the time, the reapers will come and separate. And so our job is to love unconditionally, without judgment. This is when he says to open up our hearts. When... Jesus was talking about the gospel between the Jews and the Gentiles and how there is no separation, that a Jew is one that is one inwardly. That is one through the Spirit because we receive those same promises that God has already ordained. There is no separation because if there was, we would be considered illegitimate children. But because of his grace that he poured down on us, he's saying, go into my harvest. There's others in the harvest like you that needs to be reached. And I need you to go because they look like you. But I created them in my image. Verse 38 says, Therefore pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. And so we know who the Lord of the harvest is. We know who the Lord of the harvest is. There's only one Lord of the harvest. And God sent them. The Lord of the harvest reigns at the right hand of the Father to this day. And the Lord of the harvest also provides of his Holy Spirit in order for us to go into this harvest. We have to understand about this harvest that this harvest takes endurance. We can't rush through the harvest. Just like with any garden, and I'm, and I'm starting to learn, like I used to, I used to not like my last name. Growing up, I used to get in a lot of fights behind my last name. But then as time went along and God started to reveal, what does a farmer mean? What is a farmer? And so a farmer is one that invests. A farmer is an investor. A farmer is one that used to go to the owners of the land and used to give them all the produce that they needed in order to till the land. Then the farmer will come back and receive his his uh his investment later in order for the land tillers to continue on with their work. But as time went along, the farmers cut out the middleman. And so the farmers that you see today are investors. My job as elder and farmer is to invest in the lives of the people in the harvest. My job is to nurture them. My job is to learn from them. My job is to teach them. My job is to educate. But my job is to be in fellowship, and my job is to protect. This harvest isn't for the pain of heart. We all need help and a helping hand in this harvest because this takes a whole community. Jesus had the 12 that he sent down to the harvest, and he sent them out two by two. But he also told them when going into this harvest about praying. But in in chapter 10, he also says, Behold, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. 
Be wise as serpents, but innocent as doves. That's the prayer when we go out. That's the Lord's prayer that he's asking us to pray. Our Father in heaven, shall I be thy name? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. On earth as it is in heaven, give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us for our trespasses as we forgive those that trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the power and the glory forever and ever. That is the prayer of going into the harvest. When we go into the harvest, we don't go in to cut down. We go in to cultivate and build up. Just like in the Old Testament times when it was talking about Jacob going around to build a particular well in order for his family eating, and people kept wanting to take over the areas that he went into. But Nehemiah gave us an example. He said, work with your right hand and keep your sword in your left hand. (laughs) But that sword is God's word, the sword of the spirit. That working on the right hand, that is the shield of faith. The weapons of our warfare are not according to the flesh. Hallelujah. Being a a laborer in the harvest is one of the most humbling experiences. Yes, sir. Because it causes you to rely on the Lord in the harvest. You can get lost in the harvest. The harvest can become a maze at times. And I don't know if we've been through mazes where we just keep going around in circles trying to find our way out. But with the Lord of the harvest, as long as we're in his harvest, and we're praying earnestly to him with the right team, but we're having a heart for compassion, God will show us where to go in that harvest. As long as we're in his harvest, we can never be lost. It's only those who don't know him that will get lost. We pray for a sound mind. Because sometimes being in a harvest can cause us to go crazy. But we also pray for humility. No matter what degrees, no matter how much education, no matter what particular social influences that we have, we stay humble. Because the minute that we go above our own, uh, what did I say, what God has called us to, then that's when we fall into sin because now that's where ego, pride, and all those things root up in the heart. We, we, if you're not familiar with theatrophies, this, this is what was spoken about in John, the third, uh, third John, the epistle of John, where he was speaking about Gaius and those who were going out and had a heart for the Lord. But then he was speaking about this theatrophies who didn't want to allow ministers to come in and share the word and how he was trying to be like a Naaman. Uh-huh. Ah. We're speaking about the Naaman, what Dr. Willis spoke about in the book of Esther. Yeah. We have been called for a time as this. And what Dr. Willis spoke about, it was a revelation to me and a confirmation because when he spoke about Jim, about Minister Jim Larson, Larson, excuse me, Jim Larson, he is the minister that trained Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and all the civil rights activists in nonviolent protests, direct action for Growing up in the streets and growing up in gangs, 
self-defense was always number one. And sometimes that self-defense could be misconstrued for something else. So being in the harvest for a long time, God showed me how to be able to educate those who are in the harvest that might not understand. And I'm still learning and growing. This right here, I can tell you, being a humble servant of God, I'm terrified of the pulpit. I love the outreach side, but I'm terrified of the pulpit because I know what comes with it. The ministry of Paul is what God gave to me. And that's what Amasi International stands for, advocating more awareness for social improvement. We didn't have any organizations locked up to represent us. We didn't have any legal counsel. We didn't have anybody to provide resources that we needed for education. So 14 years ago, this is the ministry that God gave me and called me to outreach, but he says, you can't just do outreach. I need you. That same leadership you had in the streets and in the penitentiary, that influence, I need that for me. And it's like, God, I don't know you. I had a Moses moment. I'm, I'm telling you honestly. I'm giving you my testimony. I had a Moses moment. Well, I was, God, I, that ain't me. I, I, I don't know your word like that. And he says, don't worry about what you don't know. I'll teach you all things in due time. Just follow me. So this was in 2010. We started out with the outreach. In 2012, I was in the ministry. Greater St. Steve. <laughs> the Book of Acts. It stands with me because the Apostle Paul and Greater St. Stephen is where I started my ministry at. That's how St. Paul started his ministry, was through the stoning of Stephen, thinking that he was upholding the law. And he was getting ready to go out into the harvest in Damascus, but God called him along the way. Sometimes when we are on our way into the harvest and we're praying for certain things, thinking that it's supposed to go the way that we design or the programs that we came up with, and then just when we're on our way, God stops us and says, be still and know that I am God. So that's why Jesus is telling us that it's important to pray because we have to understand what is it that God is speaking to us. And sometimes God, just like he did with Nehemiah, places something in our hearts where we can't tell anybody. We have to show them. And so my ministry is faith and works. I'll show you my faith by my works. Don't listen to none of my words, but the work ethic. This is about the laborers being few, but he's asking us to go into the harvest. God has already prepared. Right now as we speak, we have those that are in the field helping give backpacks to those, you know what I mean, who are in need, backpack supplies. Us First was a, another organization that has sprang up in order to provide this need in the community. God is raising up his saints. God is raising up his laborers, and they're in the harvest right now. Right now, we are in the harvest. Right now, we are learning from the Lord what it takes and what it is that we need to do to be obedient in order to go into the harvest because, just like the pastor said, the word is very clear. There are blessings for obedience and curses for disobedience. And the word is very clear. We cannot neglect to assemble together. So even though I have been asking Greater St. Stephen's, I have been busy out in the field, always connecting with pastors, 
checking in, making sure everything is all good. What's going on? What does the church Okay, I could come down there on this particular day. I work seven days a week. But that energy came from my pastor as an inspiration. The work that she's put in for the last 18 years, I could not come up here only working four days a week and have all off time knowing that there's work to be done. So from working in the TPI shelter, me and Brother Willie Robinson, I speak this testimony because he's one of my older comrades. Knew me since I was 15 years old. From the penitentiary to when we talk about each one teach one, my brother, when I came home, he seen me and knew what my work ethic is and where my ministry has always been from the penitentiary from the streets. He knows me. My brother provided me with a job at the motel to help come clean up that area. I came in as working with maintenance. I said, I don't know nothing about it. I don't got no degrees and that. He's like, don't worry about that. I'll show you. I was working at Denny's at the time and still working at going to the motel. And then when it seemed that the general manager needed help, I left Denny's and I went to the motel working full time and worked my way up to shift manager. And my brother left and went to TPI shelter. That opened up the door for me to do what needed to be done down there at the Portland Inn on MLK in Columbia, which is a historical landslide because that is Vanport. The harvest can either look like Peninsula Park or the harvest can look like Delta Park. But no matter where we go in the harvest, we have to be diligent because Peninsula Park is already built up. Our job is to maintain it. But a Delta Park, we have to rebuild. That takes a lot more time. That takes a lot more patience. It takes a lot more diligence. And it takes a lot more taming the tongue and not wanting to lay hands on the sheep, but to love the sheep. And I'm being real with you and honest with you. But this is what the harvest the harvest can be a very beautiful place, like with the kingdom of God, where he shows us in the book of Revelation. Or the harvest could look like what they say, Galilee, what they called, uh, another word for it was Corbain, which meant good for nothing. We look at Portland, Oregon as small, insignificant sometimes, good for nothing, but here it is, Portland, Oregon, is rich to a lot of people. And we wonder why they keep coming here. Why they keep living in all these other cities and they keep coming to Portland? We didn't have some even in the White House attack Portland. So being that we in Portland, Oregon, and we here, Greater St. Stephen's Missionary Baptist Church, being that this is our harvest here in the great 503 Pacific Northwest, we're going to pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to know what to do in his harvest and protect the harvest. We have a job to rebuild his harvest, and so therefore we're going to be diligent with it. I will be here. I will be available, and I will be an obedient servant and continue to serve. We are here on one accord. Yes, sir. This is the harvest. This is the time that the Lord has prepared, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. My one last point that I want to make is coming from verse 36 of this text about rebuilding the harvest through compassion. 
That's the heart that Jesus wants for us to have, a heart of compassion. More than just emotions, more than just words, but something that's deeply rooted. He's asking us to conform to a lifestyle. That's what that compassion means, something deeper than yourself. For God so loved the world that he sent his son, that all who should believe in him should not perish but have eternal life. That is the same compassion that God wants for us when we go into his harvest is to have on the sheep. We know that some of them are goats. We know that. But just like he said in his time, he will separate the sheep from the goats. Our job is just to be faithful over the task and assignment that he's called us to do. He says to open up our hearts wide. God loves a cheerful giver. And he's not talking about just the treasures, but the time and the talent. Those are the three T's that pass and teaches us about time, talent, and treasure. Each one of us has time, talent, and treasure. And sometimes we don't all have to come together for the time, talent, and treasure, but somebody can have time, somebody can have talent, somebody can have treasure. As long as we all come together just like a quartet, we can accomplish the job. He, he sends us two. He sends them out two by two. We have the 12 here, more than 12. We have more than what we need to go into the harvest. And so we will continue to pray. We will continue to honor him. We will continue to praise him. But we will continue to be obedient. Now, I'm getting ready to wrap this up going into prayer, but there was something on my heart. I shared it with Pastor earlier this week. And it's the chorus of it that, that, that stands out to me because this is the heart and compassion that Jesus wants to have of going into his harvest. And it, and it was just powerful. So I need you guys to stand right now to your feet and we're coming to our close. But I need you to help me with the song. As soon as the first three words come out, you're going to already know the song. So I need you to go ahead and help me with this. I love you, Jesus. I love you and adore you. Just want to tell you, Lord, I love you more than anything. I love you, Jesus. I love you and adore you. Just want to tell you, Lord, I love you more than anything.
love you, Jesus. I worship and adore you. I just want to have you. Hallelujah. Oh, Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for calling us, oh, Heavenly Father. Oh, Heavenly Father, I don't know who's here right now, Heavenly Father. But we thank you, oh, Heavenly Father, for calling us into the harvest. Oh, Heavenly Father, we ask that you give us a heart of a compassion, that you bless us with your mind, oh, Heavenly Father. We ask, oh, Heavenly Father, that you send us laborers into your harvest. We ask that you bless us with humility, O oh Heavenly Father. And we ask that you bless us to continue to stand firm. We love you, Jesus. We honor you and we worship. We adore you, O oh Heavenly Father. O oh Heavenly Father, may you place a hedge of protection over all your saints. Send us out, O oh Heavenly Father. Show us where to go. We thank you, and we love you, in Jesus' name. And let the church say, amen. Amen. Thank mm-hmm. you. 